This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Michael, you and I love this question. We read it yesterday, and you and I are kind of geeks on this, or at least we have a very strong opinion. Um, Yes, I do. I have a very strong opinion. So here's our question. (laughs) person is asking, should I be reading an ESV or an NIV Bible? What's the difference? Mm. There clearly is a difference. So let's, let's, let's talk about the differences and similarities and Bible translations. Yeah. If you if you mention the KJV, it'd be a very different discussion. So yes. since you didn't, we won't go there. Yeah, there's no need to go to a question that they haven't asked. Yep. So should I be? That's the question. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, no. Um, do whatever you want, to yeah. be honest. They're both great versions. They're different. So it's helpful to understand what the difference between the two versions are. So very simply, um, the NIV, New International Version, it's what is what is called a dynamic equivalent. Yes. So it's not a literal word for word, but it's more of a thought for thought approach to translation mm-hmm. from the Greek and Hebrew, Aramaic into the English language. So just to understand that uh, as you're reading it, there is a level of interpretation. Interpretation in a translation. Yes. And there always is. There is yeah, a there DSV. There is with the Anna. There's no plausible way not to do that. But there is, I would say, a little bit more, but I will give it to the NIV scholars. They really have not put in too much unnecessary translation. I'm sorry, interpretation. Interpretation in their translation. Now, there is a little bit of controversy with the TNIV, which, which, anyways, that's, I would just generally avoid that. But just we're talking about the pure NIV here, fine, updated NIV. Mm -hmm. So you got to understand thought for thought. It's called dynamic equivalent. It's a legit method of interpreting scripture. Um, it is done this way to help readers understand mm-hmm. because there are like with the Greek language, 2000 years between us and them right. and the language. I mean, it's just a very different language. When I was taking Hebrew, mm-hmm. taking it from a guy who was a scholar in Hebrew, he actually liked the NIV translation for the Old Testament better than he did the ESV. Yeah, and, and I could and see why. And there are scholars why. that feel that way. Yep. Hebrew is a completely different language than It's a different than language Greek. than the Greek, the New Testament. So the way Hebrew is structured is that if you really do take a literal version of Hebrew, because so much of it is poetry and narrative, you do lose some of the dynamic that is happening in the yes. text, which is why they call it a dynamic equivalent, because mm-hmm. they're, they're really trying to take some of the dynamics of the language and help those dynamics cross, cross over. over to our language. Yes, um, and and that is, that is actually a legit... Concerned. So there are there are some scholars who would say the New Living Translation, not the Message, the mm-hmm. New Living new Translation, living. Um, which is also another dynamic equivalent. It's a little bit more dynamic, and some would say a little <laughs> yes. bit less equivalent, but uh-huh, it's right? still a good translation. But they would say that the languages are so different that to do a literal word for word, you actually lose so much of what the you text lose is trying some to. Of the force of the yeah. text. So what the dynamic equivalents are trying to do is not just give you the word for word for word, but they're trying to help you understand that, look, when these words come together, they actually mean something. Mm -hmm. Um, So for example, uh, an idiom, uh, we could translate that word for word, or we could translate that concept for concept. So if I say to you, what's up, you don't look up because it's an idiom. It has Mm -hmm. a really specific context. Now, um, if somebody 2000 years down the road is trying to interpret our language and they say, 
why did he say what's up? And mm-hmm. then a preacher's preaching like, and then they all looked up, you know, like you miss, <laughs> you miss the oomph. So the NIV would bypass that confusion yeah, and just go to the equivalent that we could understand. Right. But the ESV in contrast is a more literal, readable word for word. This is, I'll tell you why we preach out of the ESV at church, mm-hmm. um, because we're trying to actually keep those original idioms and nuances so that we can show people, um, show them how they work and show yeah. them how they work. Yeah. So what I would say is if you're a teacher who is into the text, like the nitty gritty mm-hmm. of the text, the ESV is a great text. Yes. If you're more of a topical teacher or you're not really like diving deep into specific words and, and whatnot, and you're more taking the general themes and concepts out of scriptures, um, the NIV is going to be a great way for you to go. If a NIV scholar or an NLT scholar heard you say that, they would say, "Yeah, well, so are, so yeah. are we, but it's just different. It's, it's a different way. It is a different way. And as a Bible teacher, it allows me to bring our church into the language a little mm-hmm. bit more, but it does put a burden on me. And the burden is that I have to now show them the dynamic equivalent. I have yes. to show them what this means. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I'm preaching out of the NIV, it does that work for me. Right. Um, but the problem with preaching on the NIV is that I have to go show them what the words actually right. say to help them understand why the dyna- dynamic equivalent is happening. That being said, uh, should I be reading an ESV or an edit? Use whatever you want. Yeah, use whatever you're comfortable reading. A lot of times when I do studies preparing for a sermon, I'll often compare translation to translation. I've got my Logos open right now uh, on a text that I was studying a couple weeks ago, or actually last week, and I pulled it up to Ephesians. The differences are going to be more, I would say, more pronounced in the epistles, mm-hmm. less pronounced in narrative in the Gospels or in the Old Testament. I like the way the ESV, uh, In I'm just looking at Ephesians 4, it starts off, I therefore. But in the NIV, it doesn't talk about a therefore or a then mm-hmm. until the end of the sentence, yep. which changes the way yeah. it feels because when you hear therefore, you know that what I'm about to tell you is based what I just told you. Yep. I said something. All right, now, therefore, let me make this point. Yep. And if I wait and tell you the therefore after, um, you know, I've already said something, there's a little confusion. Okay, are you continuing your thoughts mm-hmm. or are you tying it to what you just said? Yep. And everything you're saying is said from the perspective of somebody who teaches from the word for word flow mm-hmm. of, of the original text. And again, somebody could hear me say that and say, well, then that's clearly better than dynamic equivalent. But it's not necessarily. It's, yeah. Let, let me be straight. If I'm teaching my 10 year old, right, uh, I could teach them out of the NIV and it might actually be easier because they don't care about words and orders right. and whatnot. I can just teach they them just, the main point. Right. And that's what I, I think your audience and your immediate demand and need is going to mm-hmm. really press the issue. Both of them are great translations. Yeah. And, and we wrong. trust them both. I would avoid the TNIV. They get into some gender yeah, issues yeah, that I'm like, I don't really want to like yeah, deal yeah, with that. That's different. Yeah. So should I be? Uh, whatever. When you come to Village Church, we'll teach out of the ESV. But every once in a while, I'll pull up a different version, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll communicate when I am. I like the ESV. I like the NIV. Lay people. They're funny. They'll, they'll call the NIV the nearly inspired version. <laughs> and then they'll call the ESV every scholar's version. Oh, my goodness. Okay. You're, you're, yeah. <laughs> no, those are jokes. Don't read into yeah, those. Yeah. <laughs> 
sometimes if I'm with a pastor buddy and his his uh, his church preaches out of the NIV, I'm like, oh, the nearly inspired version. How's that coming for you? <laughs> a little joke. And we are just joking. Can I announce um, yeah, next How about week's? tomorrow? What are we going to... Well, or next time. Yeah, next it's, time. Next uh, week. On Monday, my wife yeah. and I are going to be spending an entire week together with you, our Q&A audience, talking about love and relationships. and Romance? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Mon- okay. Monday's question, which is great. <laughs> what do you do about haters who hate Valentine's Day? Oh, my. And uh, I like Tuesdays. This is this is Tuesday's question. How do you make love grow? Oh, ah, okay. that was a good one. That too. was a perfect pause. Yes. Uh, we got one about a man's insecurities. Is physical attraction to your spouse necessary? It's just going to be a fun week. I want to invite you back next week. And I'm just going to make my wife cringe with really bad jokes. Oh, my God.